Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. I am live today, as I always am, often am, from Melbourne, Australia, where it is half past six in the evening. But I welcome today my first guest from Africa, live from Africa, where, Mercy, correct me if I'm wrong, it's about half past ten in the morning there, did you say? Yes, it's half past ten in the morning. Past 10 in the morning, live from Nairobi, Kenya, Africa. Wonderful to have my first guest on from Africa. And I must say, just the most fabulous, colourful guest we have had on yet. Love the colours, Mercy. Just well done. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's my absolute pleasure. And I'll just give the audience a little bit of a background on who you are and what you do. Mercy is a creativity coach from Nairobi, and creativity is something we're going to be talking about at scale today, specializing in optimizing productivity through clarity and focus. Mercy works with visual and performing artists, as well as writers, creative leaders, and entrepreneurs. Mercy, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome you to the show in such a colourful, bright setting. I almost feel like my setting is a bit boring and bland today with yours being so bright and colourful. I'm going to have, based on that, I'm going to have to improve it. I think it's all right. I think that is the beauty of diversity, the different people and different cultures and personality. I think that whole buffet of different people is what makes the world beautiful and gives us a beautiful experience. Yes, so, you know, I would I would have to agree with that because it is like they say, variety is the spice, the spice of life, isn't it? And in the space of creativity, I mean, what more what more a space do you want? More bright, colourful, vibrant things and and different things happening. So tell us, tell us mostly. You know, I know you have a, a story. I'd love for you to share it all in its entirety. You know, what is your backstory to this, and how did you come to be a creativity coach? Well, my journey was long, although I'll summarize it. It's amazing how you can summarize many years into a few sentences. I have had a background of basically everything entertainment. I started off, I think my first job was as a DJ and I worked for a media and entertainment company. And that was my introduction into the entertainment world. But I think after a few years, I felt like, okay, there has to be more. And that also exposed me to TV, it exposed me to radio, I worked on radio a bit. And then, of course, I went into fashion. As you can tell, I love color and I love fashion. So yeah. for me, my journey, self-discovery, wasn't straightforward. I admired people who knew straight out of campus, out of high school, what they wanted to do. For me, answering that question of that, what is that one thing you can do was very hard. And it was genuine. I was like... I can do several things. I put my heart and mind into it. I can do it excellently. So it wasn't a thing of, it wasn't really a facade. That is who I am. And it took me a minute to discover that it's okay to have uh, multiple, uh, to be multi-passionate or what we call, uh, there's a name to it, but I don't want to, <laughs> to complicate it. But it took me a minute to discover it's okay to have different passions. And mm -hmm. that allowed me to experiment. I went into the world with eagerness to just experience every phase of it. If I was a DJ, I was at it 100%. If I was a fashion stylist, I was doing it at 100 I It got to a point I stopped introducing myself according to what I do. Because every year my career changed, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I had something else. You left me as a DJ. I'm like, no, now, now it's styling that I do. No, now I'm in events management. No, I'm, you know, I'm a blogger now. So with all these expressions and the energy that you have as a young person, what got me, I think events management is what gave me the opportunity to experience, to experience everything. Because mm -hmm. as an event manager, I'm able to put together fashion events. I can put, put together craft fairs. I can do concerts. I can do corporate events. So it allowed me to explore and at least be in that creative space without having to put my hand on everything. So that coordinating space gave me the room to, to experience all that. And creativity allowed me to also have an internal journey and discover, okay, who is Marcy and what am I about? So in that process, I started a program and an event, an annual event called Urban Night. This was to create a platform for, for emerging creatives. So it was an annual fashion event that also, it, it also had performing artists and visual artists. Doing that for, I think, almost five or so years allowed me to see, oh, so this is the journey. Most creatives, we go in blind. If you're not fortunate enough to come from a background or a family, that is blessed in terms of creativity or the arts or whatever, whatever you. So it allowed me to see it from that perspective, to see how people struggle to find their identity, to see how you struggle to figure out because the industry may not be as structured as we want it to be. And that led me to creativity coaching. I was, I had, I had volunteered as a business mentor. I worked as a career coach, but I was like, no, there's a problem creatives have, which is unique. <laughs> and having experienced that and having, like, I like the name of your podcast, Hassled, I started several businesses with all these different passions. And I was like, how do I help someone who's like me? Someone mm -hmm. who's just passionate or someone who's creative and is struggling with structure. How do I help such a person? So that is what led me to creativity, to become a creative coach. Sounds fantastic. Uh, uh, one thing you touched on there is introducing yourself based on what you do. Uh, and now you don't do that because you do so many things. It would be, frankly, quite hard to to kind of choose one thing and, and stick with it, right? But I think there's something that can be said for that with regards to, you know, announcing who you are and then immediately saying what you do. It can sometimes put you in a box and categorize you and, and define you and and that's not what you what you want to do. Can you still hear me, Mercy? I think your video is frozen. I'm sure Mercy will be right back with us. Just give it a minute. If you are watching, guys, tell me in the comments where you're watching from whilst we sort this technical error out. Okay, so it's just me. <laughs> For the moment, that is all you've got. So I'm gonna fill you in. On creativity, I'm going to cover the subject of creativity and what does it mean to me. It seems as we are talking about it so much until Mercy comes back. Creativity to me, I mean, 
it just covers and encompasses so many different forms and different scales. But to me, I, I find creativity in business is something I'm into big and being creative in the aspect that other people aren't to provide your customers with a lot more value. Mercy is back, so I'll move away from my summary of creativity. Hey, Mercy. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Having a few connection issues here. But stay with us. Stay with us because we're going to give you some value for sure. For sure. Going to be some things to be learned. Mercy, can you hear me? Hmm. Just back to me then. Give me a minute here. This is the thing about being live, guys. You have to deal with things on the hop. Creativity. creativity in the sense of, I mean, well, creativity in the sense of business is something that you have to be on point with all the time because particularly as we get so many, Mercy will be joining us again in a second, particularly as you get, you know, there's so many different platforms now to be creative with and there's so many different things you can be creative with inside those platforms, you know, on things like Instagram, it might be stories that you're creating in things like Facebook, it might be more longer tail posts that you're creating because you can put links and stuff like that in there. So it's about staying creative on the platforms, within the platforms, and delivering that creativity to your audience in such a way that they think, hmm, this company, this brand, this label is doing it a little bit different, and I want to be a part of that. So I'm going to try and bring Mercy back in now. Hey, Mercy, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Sorry, I lost you for a minute. No problem. I was filling in for you and trying to give the audience my interpretation of creativity. Um, uh -huh. Probably not doing a very good job, so I'm quite glad you're back. So we were talking about creativity, and let me just pick up from where we left off from. So what I was about to say to you was, you know, you stopped announcing um do yourself by your job title now because you do so many things and it's easy for people to, when you say hi i'm mercy satima and i am a, a blogger i am a coach i'm a consultant i'm an events manager people can sometimes put you into a bit of a box when you do that can't they yeah. so so now you just say hey look i'm mercy if you don't know me by now you soon are going to know me and i've got a lot of a lot of value to bring to you 
Yeah, I think right now I'll just look at myself as a creativity campaigner. Where yeah. there's creativity, I'm there and I'm championing it, you know. Whether I'm supposed I'm supporting others or whether I'm doing it myself, that is where my passion lies. And yeah, it's 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 human nature and it's our desire to to have a definition or to to summarize what we do into something that is understandable. And really it's a thing that we want to fit in. But at times life is not like that. At times life has its surprises. So for now I am who I need to be when we meet. As long as I know I can offer value and I can offer a solution to a problem that someone has. Yeah, and talking about problems and problems that people have, I know you, you became a creativity consultant to help people in the creative arts that often have a similar problem. Now, now, and, and, you, and, and excuse me if I'm wrong, but I interpreted that problem to be that the people know they have the creative flair, they have the skills, they can write, they can act, they can sing, they can, you know, draw or, or paint, but they lack the structure. And in the terms of structure, do you mean that they don't know how to monetize their talent? or they don't know how to kind of start business from it? Yeah, it comes in different forms. It can be in terms of monetizing when as an as an artist or as a creative, and this cuts across to entrepreneurs as well. No one teaches you, you know, financial management. No one teaches you. There's always these small surprises that crop up that you mm -hmm. are not prepared for. You are passionate about your creative project or your creative idea, but no one tells you you need to have a marketing strategy. No one tells you you need to have structure and a plan, long-term and short-term plans. So ideally, I I come across as a creative body that, you know, at times you need someone you can bounce off ideas and you can get perspective because most of the time we have the answers. It's just that they're jumbled up in, in our head. So just having someone from the outside who's able to see and help you find clarity and after that maintain focus so that you can achieve your goal I think that is where now I come in. And that is, those are some of the problems we try to, you know, save us time, money, and even energy. Yeah. Mm, and particularly, I think, in this time, perhaps people in the creative sector have been met with a, a whole new set of challenges in 2020 because a lot mm -hmm. of the people cannot actually do, you know, there's not a massive amount of events going on. If they are, then they're quite small scale. And, and people in the creative arts have, have suffered somewhat, I imagine. I mean, I'm sure you can tell us more on that in 2020. Yeah, I think 2020 threw a curveball on everyone. It was, 2020 did not ask anyone's permission, you know? It was a, <laughs> like a full battle on the world. Like everyone had plans, nations had plans, governments, you know, organizations had plans. And then out of nowhere, and there's nothing you can do about it really when it happens. So it's not easy to pivot. It's not easy to, to flexibility is easier said than done because you've been building this thing for years or, you know, and stepping out for some people, they lost their jobs. And to be honest, the creative and let's say entertainment, there's some industries that were heavily and immediately affected. And the idea is you either sit and wait for things to change or you decide to change. And I know when you put it out there, it sounds easier. And that is where now we come to the practical aspect. How then do I move into this different perspective? Maybe you had a hobby that was active and you knew you could do something, but it was in the back burner. How do you bring this to the front line and make it and actively pursue it before everything goes back to, you know, 
even if it's not 100% to the way it was before things pick up again. So mm-hmm. even with 2020, some of the things we've had to reflect and introspect for the first time because the world has been moving and we've been busy. And for the first thing, you have to sit with yourself, which is really hard. No one wants to look at themselves in the mirror. You have to scale down if you have to. You have to change your your business structure. And these are things that you have to do in good time. And having that support system, I think, is very important. We cannot do everything by ourselves. So being in a position where you can say, okay, fine. I have been in this business. I know how to do these things, but I have a total mental block. I haven't faced this before and I do not know what to do. So you find that is where you're able to reach out and ask, okay, fine, what do I do? And that is now where we come in, really just seeing how can we help people just navigate these hard times. Mm, yeah, exactly right. And I think um, now is kind of a, a good time to ask in, in that scope of things that, you know, perhaps some of the challenges that you you have faced in, in, in business in being a, creativity consultant and and how you manage to get over them and get stronger through them i think i've I've faced most of the challenges that most entrepreneurs do and one of the things was just pivoting and deciding to go into that specific business um creativity coaching is not big even from we have a young and growing industry in my country and starting knowing very well you're going to pioneer, it has its advantages and its disadvantages. First, you have to keep on introducing yourself and what you're doing. And mm. it's a new thing. And even when it comes to coaching, not everyone is willing to reach out for help. Or they do not, not even that, they, people do not understand that there's help or you can reach out to someone who can help you with this. So those are some of the challenges, just breaking into the market really, or, you know, spearheading. So that is a challenge in itself. That means you have to package in a language that people understand and yet you not hold back or be afraid of creating something new. So that is the balance I've had to have. And then also having conversation. And that is what led me to starting a podcast because we're like, people are suffering in silence. So we had to, I had to look for a way, how then do I open up other than my clients and the people that, you know, I've reached out or we've communi- we have that connection. How mm-hmm. do we have conversation because to be honest um and i've gone through this before as a creative mental health is a real thing it's not just a thing that people mention it's real and it's affecting many many suffer in silence you do not know how to express yourself and these are some of the challenges i've gone through where things fail terribly and you are thinking the world is over only if you are able to reach out and find a tribe that speaks your language you'll realize, oh, these problems are not unique to me. <laughs> there are people out there, there are other entrepreneurs, there are other people who have hassles similar to mine. They've gone ahead of me. If only I can get someone to hold my hand or at least point in the right direction, it will be easier. So I've faced such challenges. I've faced challenges in terms of, you know, basic uh, challenges that everyone faces, pricing, you have to, it has to be relevant and practical. And also breaking down businesses into in different in different what do you say in different industries i have a background in event management i've had events that failed terribly (laughs) and having pick yourself up and be like you know what this what lesson do i pick from this failed event fine it failed terribly but i either decide it ends here or i pick it up 
and decide what do I change and do it again. And that is how we grow through the mistakes that we make, through the challenges. And maybe I can mention this. I feel like failure has been made to be this enemy that everyone is afraid of, but we need to have the conversation and realize that failure is part of the process. For you to be successful, failure is part of the package. So, <laughs> so embracing when you're in it, it's really hard, but in hindsight, you can look back and be like, these are the lessons that I picked up from this failure and it made me stronger and this is where I am today. So basically I've had, I've had challenges like every other entrepreneur. Hmm. Yes, you certainly have. And uh, something you touched on there is failed events. I remember when I used to be in events and, and there, uh, there are, can be a cruel and wicked thing sometimes when everything's going great and fantastic and you're on such a high and then you have one and just no one shows up and it doesn't work out. But it still costs you money, right? Because yeah. you've, you've, hired, you've hired the space you've perhaps got some, some work done, you know, you've hired the DJs, hired the sound system. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty tough when that doesn't work out. It's uh, be, I found it quite embarrassing for myself as well. And uh, I remember, yeah, don't forget, I don't forget it, but I don't uh, I don't hold on to it either, you know. Like you say, it's a fa- it's, it could be perceived as a failure and that's all really part. What really is that? That's a lesson. You either, you know, you give something a go and you win or you don't, and it's a lesson, and you learn from it, and you move on. Either way, um, if you didn't give it a go, then you wouldn't have learned anything either way, would you? So it's important to not not hold on to those things that sometimes go wrong and don't work out and move past them. So it enables you to learn more and, and reach out and grow in, in things into the future. Mm. Yeah, and I think especially even with field projects, and let me just say projects that did not go according to plan, at hmm. times, even the lesson is not in the project itself. The lesson is in growing you. For instance, when you have an event that failed, how do you manage the situation? How do you manage the relationships? So most of the time, we look at the project itself, but we, we forget that we also have to grow as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as, you know, because that builds you and it teaches you something. You learn how to handle people. You know, learn how to communicate. When something, how do you maintain relationships and not burn bridges? How do you uh, end relationships that need to be ended without living in the worst possible way? Because there are, there are always options. It can go bad or it can go good. And we have some sense of, we are given some sense of uh, control when you take responsibility. So those are the things that I think there is external growth, what you see reflecting on your business. But I think your business at the end of the day can reflect on the, your internal growth. When it mm. comes to what, has happened in 2020 to be honest as much as we say it exposed what is happening in businesses and every other structure more so it's exposed what happens internally if you haven't built resilience if you haven't built um you know that persistence and that consistency if you haven't built flexibility flexibility is an art it doesn't just happen automatically no one wants to change no one wants to Everyone wants something that is predictable. So that flexibility means letting go and letting go is not easy. So these are the things that it's internal work, but it really, at the end of the day, it reflects on your work. So yeah, that is something that I think I could 
yeah, I thought that is important to note. Mm, I think it's very important to, to note that and to, and to share that, particularly when you've, you know, not just experienced it yourself, but you've seen it play out with many of the people that I'm sure you've worked with as well. It's, yeah. a, it's a very, very important point to, to make. Now, I'd like to know about some of your, your, some of your wins and triumphs that you've had in business, because, of course, it's always nice to share those too, as well as the challenging times. Yeah, I think... When I can say my, my wins is when I have someone come back to me and say, my life changed. It can be in a seemingly huge uh, margin or it can be in a small way. It can be just getting them out of their shell and getting them out of their head to, for them to get confidence. I think that is what keeps me going because I can have wins. I can have accolades are good. Everyone wants that. It motivates you to keep going. But when you get someone send you a message and say, I see the work that you do. I may not be your client, but I see the work that you do and you're doing a great job. I think that goes a long way. So for me, be it in events where I walk into, maybe we, have, we had a themed event and I, the theme was all white and that is what everyone was required to. And I walk into clothing stores and people ask what is happening in town. Everyone is buying white. That is when you know, oh, this event that we had, as much as it looked like fun, it had an impact on the economy because people went out to shop for white outfits. So that impact, that ripple effect, I think is what keeps me going. Or when you have a fashion event and someone tells you, the first time I ever hit the runway is when I came to your event. And as a result, and this can be like an 18-year-old, a very young person, they went to campus, they won beauty pageants, and now they're representing their universities. Hearing that, I think that keeps me going. Even as a creativity coach, my satisfaction is seeing my clients prosper. Because I really, I think that is what I consider a win. When I see people prosper, then I can smile with satisfaction and say, oh, we are not, we are not selling hot air. <laughs> we are actually getting it done, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's actually some tangible value in the things that you are doing. And it's not just mm -hmm. you're directly doing, like you said there, the ripple effect rolls out, right? You create an event that's a, an away event and then people buy the clothes and then the people who, who are making the clothes, selling the clothes, um, get revenue from that. You know, so it's, it's yeah, ripple effects can be big vast and varying and it's yeah nothing like getting some positive feedback from the hard work you're doing because you know then that when when you no doubt there's going to be more hard work in the future but you can know that you're making a difference to people's lives and and yeah just use it to spur you on to to make you work even harder and smarter in what you're doing in the future i would love to talk about the the word hustle of course it's it's a key part in the the title of this podcast, The Hunger for the Hustle. But what does hustle, you know, the way I like to define hustle is not seeing the circumstances you like around you, so going forth and creating them. I'd love to know how you define hustle and what clearly, because you do have a hunger for it, you know, it's part of the reason you're on the show and talking about all the many things you've done to feed that that hustle in your, in your life. Um, what drives you in, in your hustle? What's your hunger for the hustle, I suppose? I think first, even with the definition itself, First, I thought hustle was, you know, just getting things done. It's in the activity. Because even when I see it in my culture, you know, everyone has a side hustle. Everyone is doing something. Mm. But with growth and with some experience, I learned hustle is beautiful when it has structure behind it. 
when it has strategy and it has a plan. And when I look at it with that perspective, it has so much value. So for me, hustle and what makes me, what gives me that drive and what fuels, you know, the engine of what I do is the why. Why, why, why am I hustling in the first place? That asking, asking yourself that question gives you perspective. So for me, the why, why do I do what I do? Why do I uh, coach creatives? Why do I coach entrepreneurs? Because to be honest, business is not easy. I know it has been romanticized, you know, entrepreneurship. It's, yes, it's, it has. It's... <laughs> yeah, particularly in the last few years, it has been. Yeah, it has been romanticized, but people never tell you the reality. It's hard work. You work harder than when you are employed. So when I look at it like that, and when I think about this is my hustle and this is what I do, knowing why I do it is what keeps me going. That is what fuels what I do. That is why I wake up in the morning. That is why I wake, I work late into the night. The why, who, what kind of impact is my work going to have in community, in society? What kind of impact is my work going to have in someone's life? If they're a leader, that means there's a ripple effect. It means they influence others. How do I influence community? So for me, when it comes to hustle, that is what I think about. I'm like, if I'm going to hustle, I might as do it. I might as well do it right, <laughs> with the right intention, so that I can also get the right results. Mm, yes, I agree. And something you said there, I have to pick out because it really struck a chord with me as someone who's who's made that switch from employee to entrepreneur just a couple of months ago. You're right; it is romanticized. It, it does have some some uh, some kind of golden lining put around it sometimes. Entrepreneurship and how to made to look pretty pretty fancy and popular but you know when you get down to it and you actually get into it i think that can be quite a dangerous thing to believe because it's not and and something you said there you know you you work harder when you're working for yourself than you do when you're working for someone else that yeah. is so true isn't it so true and i think it's really if i think if there's one th one thing that people take away from this today I think that that could be the one key thing here to, to let people know. So, you know, if you're just joining us now or if you're watching this later, we're kind of 30 minutes into this now. Mercy has just said that you'll end up working harder when you work for yourself than you do when you're employed by someone else. And I just think that's a really key takeaway from our time together today. So it's, uh, yeah, could not, could not have put it back myself. So, um, yeah, thanks for bringing that forward and, and making it, making it known because, uh, you know, a lot of people would think, why, why, you know, why have I highlighted that? Because you know as well as I do, Messi. Yeah, okay, you work for yourself. You choose what time you get to bed. You choose what time to you get. You choose your own schedules, your own appointments. And yes, occasionally you can have maybe the Friday off because you want to go shopping or something similar. You know, you want to take some leisure time, some entertainment. But those, those hours that you have to put in the work before you're even able to do things like that are just so vast. And so much, and you, and of course, then you don't have a plan B. You know, it's okay when you're working for someone else to go. Uh, do you know what? It's Friday afternoon. I can't really be bothered. I'm not really going to do much for the rest of the day. It doesn't really matter because I'm still going to get paid the same at the end of the week or the month. Whereas when it's your own business, you don't have that option because it's like, well, if I don't do this work, or if I don't, you know, um, pass this work out to someone else who helps me do it, no one else is going to do it for me. You know, there's no plan B, there's no backup, 
there's nothing to fall back on. It just means you're not going to get paid, right? You're not going to create the you're not going to create the event. You're not going to create whatever you're putting the energy into, and you're only going to have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that is why knowing why you do what you do is important, because when you hit a hard time or maybe you plateau in your business, because you know there are good days and bad days, mm. that is what will off the ground. That is what will keep you moving. Once you know why did I start this in the first place, you know, those are the small things that remind you and get you, you know, get you going and even give you that extra drive. So and you know, of course, business is an investment. You do this, you invest, and you put your time into it and energy into it, and it pays off. When it pays off, it's because of what you put into it. So that means that is why the extra hours, that is why the extra work, that is why, you know, the commitment, because this is like your baby. You have to grow it for you okay. to see the result at the end of the day. But not to say it's all bad, it's also a beautiful journey, especially if you're doing this, if you're doing this from a, a point of, of uh, purpose and you know that this is what you're meant to do, it's one of the best, most rewarding jobs in the world. Yes, yeah. I can. I know being an entrepreneur is, uh, and in the scope of what you do in, in creativity, I can imagine it's very, very, very rewarding when you see someone who who is in that creative space. You know they have the talent, you know they have the skill, but they just don't know how to how to move it up from there and scale it up and get to the next step. So yeah, it's. Uh, can imagine how rewarding it is for you absolutely now let, let's talk about some of your perhaps your goals dreams and, and aspirations for for the future of your your business you know and, and and your podcast in fact that we'll talk about in the minute creativity today and where do you see that going where do you want that to go um i think where i see a place first where we'll normalize asking for help hmm. <laughs> i think uh, because by the time you get into entrepreneurship and then you want to, or in freelancing, it's the freedom that you really desire. You know, you just want to work for your, you know, you want to manage your time, you want to manage your hours, but you do not have to reinvent the wheel. So I think when I see us as a community of, of people doing business or people building, working on projects, being in a position where we can actually reach out and ask for help, I think that will that will give me some sense of fulfillment. And in terms of what I want to see, the impact I'd want to see with my work is to see uh, clients I've worked with be the best version of themselves. If it's financial freedom they seek or if it's creative freedom, because we find at times even as creatives, they do not, you have to have something on the side. You do not really, it's not everyone who lives out of their art. It's not as as is, but seeing someone now getting to a point where we can create for the sake of creating, that is a huge accomplishment. So for me, other than clients, and that is why I started the podcast, having creative conversations and where people realize they can tap into their creativity, and that is why I love the the quote that we use in our on our show is creativity is innate, but without action, it's just imagination. Everyone, everyone is creative. I know it comes across like it's the musicians and the, you know, and the artists and the writers who are creative. But really, everyone is creative. And that is how we are able to solve problems. It's just tapping into that, uh, that uh, part, of that creative genius that you have. So when I see people um, 
or at least where I've been placed in that industry because I can't help everyone, when mm -hmm. I see at least people open enough to tap into their creativity, that is yeah. when I'll not find we are moving. We are moving and there's, there's change. Yeah, they're heading in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the podcast Creativity. Today is the name of the podcast, right? And, and what's the... Yeah. Tell me what's the theme of the podcast and what kind of guests do you have on? So Creativity Today is a podcast where we have conversation that goes beyond the creative process. Because as you realize, if we have a hit song, that is what is your end product. If it's a masterpiece, if it's a bestseller book, whatever kind of product that is put out there, we see the end result. We never see the journey. And um, the desire is to humanize, humanize the, the creative because you find that no one talks about the performance anxiety. No one talks about mm. depression. No one talks about uh, sleepless nights and lack of financial management that drives most of the artists and most of the creatives down. No one talks about structures that are needed for an entrepreneur, you know? So you find... Uh, most of us tend end up uh, reinventing the wheel because we do not have this conversation. We we suffer in isolation, and that is how creativity today was birthed. First, it's called creativity today because we dreaming is okay, but without action, it's just dreaming. So we want us to create today, you know, just to give you the power to know you can actually work on your dreams and you can make them a reality. And then on the show, so I have what I call creative powerhouses. So these are people who've created something and they come and they talk about their process. I have visual artists who come and talk about when they lost a parent and, and how art was therapeutic to them. We, mm -hmm. have, uh, we have filmmakers who come and talk about how they want to change the African narrative from being the poor, you know, uh, what scripting or the poor person in the in the in the movie the way it's been pictured or or the version of an african child who is malnourished and you know needs aid the way it's been advertised from mm -hmm. having a film um a filmmaker come in and have that conversation and see their intention behind what their work saying i want to change the narrative and this is my journey it's not been easy what they had to do to raise funding you know these are conversations that are never had in the open no one tells you okay fine you know you can have a film and you can promote it but it needs money to be yeah. you know to <laughs> to be shown everywhere how then do you raise funding so that is what the show is about we get creative powerhouses and we have conversations beyond the creative process I love it. I love it. And how often do you put the shows out? We have, for now, we have a weekly episode. We have one going tomorrow out tomorrow, every Wednesday. We have an episode out, but the way I'm seeing things, the way I'm seeing things working, I think we'll have to increase because there's demand. We started we because we wanted to pace ourselves. We started with one episode a week, but I'm thinking going forward we'll have to increase that. Yeah, I think you will. I think you certainly will, particularly as people hear about the great work that you do and more people listen to, excuse me, the podcast. I mean, there's an endless supply of creative people, of course. It's just yeah. the fact they don't know that you're out there doing what you do. And I'm sure mm -hmm. as they, when they do find that out, you're going to find an awful lot of people that want to come on your show. Mm. 
Now, as we as we close out to the end of the podcast, I'd love for you to give the people that are watching three tips on 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 you know you've done it, and I'm sure you've seen plenty of other people do it. Perhaps in the in the area of creative arts, um, going from employee to entrepreneur to working for someone else to doing your own thing, generating your own cash uh, with your own time. Mm. I think first have a plan. It's okay. I think by the time you decide to do that, to, to shift, most of us are very frustrated and you just want to be over and done with it and you want to, you know, jump and just, it's okay to have a plan because most of the time when people make that transition without any plan or strategy, they get depressed. That is the reality. You realize, oh, what am I going to do my, with myself before this thing picks up? So one thing I'll say is have a plan and a strategy. It may not go according to the way you've planned exactly, but it it works as a, it, it it directs you. You'll know we've been going in the right direction. So number one, I'll say is have a plan. Number two, I'll say once you have a strategy, seek ask for help. It's good to have support, and of course you have to know who you're asking help from because at times you have dream killers out here. Will be like that is impossible. What were you thinking about? So have healthy relationships and build a community around you. You need to have a community that will help you grow this dream that you have. So that is very important. So and third, be I know it's said a lot, be yourself, but I'll say be true to who you are because then it's sustainable. You're not borrowing from someone else or not trying to be someone else when it comes from within and it's who you are it's always easier to get creative and create something else because it's it's natural yeah 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 i'm totally with you i agree off the top of my head that i shared today love them love them great great hot tips for anyone watching and uh offer i'm sure offer the audience an awful lot of value there in that Mercy, if anyone wants to find out anything else about you, I'm going to put the links in the comments here. I think we could have lost Mercy again there. So I will give her perhaps a couple of seconds to come back in. I'll try that. A little bit of a connection problem here. But it's okay. I can deal with it. We have pretty much come to the end of the show, but I do want to let Mercy close out for herself, so I will give it a couple of minutes. But hey, what a woman. What a woman with... Uh, so no one's brought so much bright, bold colours to the show uh, and such a... such a um, How can I put it? Bombastic fashion sense is how I'm going to put it. It's awesome. And uh, those African bright colours, lots of patterns... Um, made me feel like I'm a little bit dull in my uh, my room here. I might have to I have to brighten it up a bit. Mercy's back, so I'll try and bring her back in. Hey, Mercy, can you hear me? Don't think. Oh, I think she'll be back in a sec. But yeah, bright bulb colours. I've been trying to refresh my wardrobe and only wear bright bulb colours. Um, hence why I'm wearing a white t-shirt today. But try and get rid and away from them blacks, them greys. I'm quite organised with my wardrobe. It all goes into like colour sequences. And I've been trying as much as I can to just only pick the bright colours out. In fact, I might even just get rid of all the 
all the blacks and the greys keep them maybe for like the, the smart things um but mostly just keep with the bright bold beautiful colors because uh life's about being bright and bold and and wearing beautiful colors isn't it it's not about wearing greys and, and drab drab colors i mean that has a place but for me it's just not every day and particularly not on on the podcast when i want to be bright and colorful and be delivering a bright and colorful message to you all so there you have it there's a my 10 cents on on fashion sense which you've spoke to most of uh, my friends they will tell you i don't have one <laughs> something i'm pretty much pretty much known for let me just see on the side here if i can speak with mercy because we've pretty much finished but i do want to mercy to close out uh, give me a sec here okay cool i'm gonna finish up then so that was mercy Tatima, creativity coach and oh no you are back you are back i i want i'm yes. glad you're back because i wanted you to i didn't want to finish up on your behalf um i put the links to where people can find you in the comments but do you just want to tell people where's the best place to find you and of course to listen to your podcast uh you can find me on uh, uh facebook that is Masi sitima uh on instagram it's Masi underscore sitima and linkedin it's Masi sitima we can connect and Uh, reach out in case. and for the podcast it's oh no i've lost mercy again there so i'm just going to close up it's a creativity today podcast by mercy satima you can find her under the same name on facebook and the same name with an underscore in between on instagram guys it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board today thank you very much wherever you're watching from wherever you are in the world keep that hunger for the hustle strong and just have a beautiful wonderful day morning afternoon or evening this is not my last episode of the day i have one more coming up in an hour's time so catch it live if you have the time take care guys